It's the Broadway show Uncut. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Tamsin Fidel. The musical adaptation of Nicholas Sparks' novel The Notebook in one of the most romantic movies of all time is Broadway bound. Previews begin February 10th. It features music and lyrics by singer-songwriter Ingrid Michaelson. And Joy Wood stars as Middle Alley. She's one of the Broadway stars to watch in 2024. Charlie Cooper talked to Joy at Steps Dance Studio here in New York. So, Joy, we're here at Steps on Broadway. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Does it feel great to just be here in this warm space that feels like home for you sometimes? It does. Yeah. It does. I very much love being in a dance studio or being surrounded by music or dancers, so I feel like I'm home here. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I know you've been dancing for a while. Um, you took ballet as a kid, right? I did. Um, tell me a little bit about just that upbringing in the performance space, and at what point did you start really taking it seriously? Um, well, I started, you know, as when you're a baby and you go to the community center and you learn your tendus and your plies and things like that. Um, I danced on and off for like mm -hmm. a year or two and then do something else, focus on school, go back. I don't think that I started to focus on it as something that I had a passion for until high school. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that moment for you that was like, okay, I can do this as a thing, um, like as a real thing? Because, you know, growing up, a lot of us see things and we're like, ooh, that looks amazing, but how do I even do that? And mm -hmm. can it be something that is real and lucrative and all of the things? So totally. at what point was that? Um, around middle school, high school, I, if I like something, I love it. And I <laughs> will become obsessed with it and just do it all the time, learn as much as I can, get as creative as I can about it, and dance was that thing. Um, I was on like the POMS team at my high school, and it just seemed like something that was a part of me so wholly and for so long that it was the only option yeah. to do for a living. Yeah. yeah. In Chicago, did you have any, like, um, I guess, inspirations, whether they were in the city or outside of the city performance-wise? Well, my mother was a dancer, so you taking right her, yeah, you know, that. trying not to dance around the house because you know you'll get corrected. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point when you get older, it's like, mom, were you watching class? Did you have any notes for me? Um, but I, there were a lot of girls in my high school dance team growing up or like in certain classes that I would go to um, and I would just watch them and be like, what are they doing that I'm not? How can I do that? And like I said, obsess and really dig in and try to get it right. Yeah, you're clearly a student of your craft. I love that you mentioned that your mom also is like poured so much into you in that regard and kind of gave you notes and all of that stuff. Does as she, much as I'd let her. <laughs> does she still do it to this day? Because I mean, you made your Broadway debut in I six did. where there's so much dancing and all of the things. So um, when she saw it, were there any notes for you there? Honestly, n not really because six was dancing, but not the kind of dance that Yeah. I'd be going out, so how was my parallel? Did you like my fist pumping? Could I do anything better? Um, but I haven't actually been able to dance, dance in a show that isn't like an ensemble backline moment until doing I Can Get It For You Wholesale mm -hmm. at Classic Stage this past fall. Um, I played Martha Mills, gold digger, very <laughs> fancy, loves money and will do give any legs to get it, you know? Um, 
I forgot the question. I just started rambling. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> what I love about you though, no truly, what I love about you is that truly you are a triple threat. You can sing, you can dance, you can act. Um, what, what is the one thing that you have the deepest love for out of those three? Or do they all just kind of feel copacetic for you? Hmm. It's like asking a parent to pick, pick their favorite child. Um, I think there's something about all three being a different language to say the same thing mm -hmm. that is my favorite. The yeah. I guess it's the storytelling of it all or they all, I don't know, I don't know. I don't have a favorite. They yeah. all mean something very different and feel or felt very differently in your body and in your spirit, so. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like, as someone who's pretty new to Broadway, do you feel like um, just performing on Broadway has kind of changed your, or how has it changed your perspective on storytelling and on performance? I'm learning a lot by watching. Mm. I'm really, really grateful to have been in the spaces that I have this early in my career and to have been around legends, people yeah. that, like I'm, I'm a Hamilton kid, that's when I got into theater, so mm -hmm. being around anybody, <laughs> anywhere, all the time, everybody's a celebrity to me, so I get to just sit and watch and take notes and learn and be a sponge for as long as I can and hope that me being a sponge, somebody else can sponge that up. Yeah, I imagine it's probably so surreal. Um, just, I mean, whether it's when you're in rehearsals or whether it's just, like you said, while watching. Um, but I mean, this show, The Notebook, iconic. Completely, completely iconic. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare for that? And you know, it's obviously a show that is very much about, it's, there's so much emotional depth there. So how do you prepare for that? Girl, um, well, I will say it was my first, Kathy Parr is, she's a pop star. She is a human that <laughs> is doing the singing and the dancing, but most of all, like, you're Beyonce, mm -hmm. whereas Ali is a human, a full multifaceted person, and I haven't had the opportunity to play anything like that yet. So the imposter syndrome was so real mm. starting out, but I think one of the best things I've learned in Notebook that has really helped me understand the story um, is just how human and how little you have to do to be recognized as human mm. um, and to be able to own all mistakes all triumphs and I feel like we're the same in a lot of ways we're the self actual we're both in the self-actualization phases of our lives so it's yeah. been easy and um, a bit healing to connect with her in a lot of ways. Yeah, I want to hear a little bit about making the role your own, mm -hmm. um, but also just about kind of um, what you've learned, if anything, from um, the other Ellie's in the show. Oh my God, that's kind of how we built it. Just sitting all in the same room during rehearsals and watching each other. And, and if one person moves their hands this way and that resonates with you, look, hey, okay, that's Allie, I'll do it in my section of her life as well. And just seeing how, you know, each, one, the one thing that I love the most about The Notebook is that we're all able to play ourselves yeah. um, in a way. And so watching them play themselves 
interpreted into this role. I'm like, okay, so here's what I can bring in and I can take from them. And um, we kind of give each other permission in that way mm -hmm. to freely add and freely yeah. take. Yeah, I love um, just looking at the Allies and the Noahs and just the diversity in the selection of actors mm -hmm. there. Tell me a little bit about that. I love that you're a black woman playing Allie. Girl, yeah, I'm, ha I'm happy too. <laughs> um, I think what our version of The Notebook is so special for is that it's such a universal love story. Between, like, yes, Notebook's a love story. Yes, it's steamy. Yes, there's rain. There's <laughs> birds and all the things. But if you really whittle it down to what it's about, it's about two people um, choosing each other, mm -hmm. making a conscious effort to choose each other, no matter what obstacles, whether it's outside forces like parents saying you're not good enough for somebody else, or if your mind is, is leaving you and yeah. that's an obstacle and being connected with the one you love and time after time they choose each other and it pays off in the end. Um, and it doesn't matter what background you come from right. in that respect. You could be anybody, you could look like anybody. So for all of us to be able to simultaneously show everybody that is very special. Yeah, what does preparation look like for you guys? Define preparation. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you're doing in your own personal time, I guess, to prepare for oh. that role? Well, you know, we run lines and I spend, my neighbors must hate me. I spend way too much time making sure that I'm ready to go and we start rehearsal and as we continue forward. Um, the process is always so fast, so you need to make sure you're on your stuff by the time you show up. Yeah. Yes, it's all about the process, but the process goes home with you. Um, but we all are so, I don't know, we're very obsessed with the show and have been since last year, so there wasn't much to re-prepare for other than get reacquainted with. Yeah, yeah. As someone who, you mentioned that you're a sponge um, mm -hmm. at this stage right now um, in your career, I guess what's the greatest lesson you've learned since <laughs> stepping into this Broadway world? Oh. There are probably plenty, I imagine. Yeah. Probably picking up a bunch along the way. I'm trying to think of like what the biggest from last year. I had a really awesome conversation with a good friend of mine the other day about this. Um, I think it's just that you can. Mm -hmm. You can. Yeah. And I can explain myself when I say <laughs> that. I've been given a lot of opportunities that at the time, I thought I was so not ready for, so not meant to be mine, feeling imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm overrated. And at the end of the day, if I just gave myself some grace and I gave myself some time, I can. Yeah, you how can. did you get over that though? Because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in their minds and they get stuck. Girl, I'm still there right now. <laughs> but if I tell myself I can, <laughs> as often as I think I need to hear it and just continue to move through those feelings and just like prove to yourself that you are capable of things that your dreams, can, your dreams don't have to be just dreams. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did um, Little Joy have a dream role coming up at all? 
Little Joy didn't, Little Joy in theater was born during like the Hamilton era. Mm -hmm. So her dream role is either Middle Alley or hasn't been written yet. There is much to discover and much to sift through. Maybe it does exist and I haven't seen it yet and maybe it hasn't been written yet, but I'm really trying to take in what I'm getting now and what I'm yeah. seeing around me. Yeah, I feel like that's a really exciting space to be in. Yeah. Um, being in New York and performing in New York, how do the audiences here and the people here impact the way that you storytell on stage? <laughs> um, you know, if we're talking audiences and whether or not they're responsive or if they're just listening crowds <laughs> or if they're asleep or if they're raucous, um, it's definitely whatever it is, a reminder to do the show for yourself. Mm. And I'm always trying to see if there's something I missed doing the last show or if I can find something new, something fun, something <laughs> um, to learn something new. And sometimes audiences can be a little distracting for that, mm. I think, at least to me. So reminding myself that I'm at work because I used to be having fun. I used to have a lot of fun on stage and I was young, so I got to learn my lesson early. And well, where does that wrong. balance come in? Because I feel like you're allowed to do that. Totally. I, you know. And you know what, when you're doing Little Shop of Horrors as right. an urchin off of Broadway, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna party just a little bit. Right. But within that space, you're allowed to. I don't think there's too much space within the notebook to do that. So I'm happy that I got those times out of the way and I can siphon it and focus yeah. this what's, year. What's um, something that's gonna be in Joy's dressing room to ensure that like, I, and I don't know if there's like something that needs to be there where you're like, you know what, this needs to be here so that I know that I'm having a good show every night or I need to see this thing before I go out on stage mm. every night. I usually keep pictures of my family mm -hmm. and maybe like a bottle of whiskey for after the show and, <laughs> and chips. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tune in to find out what it is that I need in my dressing room this year. It's always different. I love that. Cheers to that. Cheers. Well, thank you so much, Joy. This was so fun, and literally, it's going to be incredible. So Thank you for having me. Yeah. We also had a chance to talk to two more of the stars of The Notebook, Jordan Tyson and John Cardoza. We asked what audiences can expect from this awesome new show. It hurts so good. It's become the the title that it is because it is so human and there is pain in humanity, but there is also growth and inspiration and hope. Acting at its core is about connecting with another person, which is really, you know, symbiotic with what's happening in the story. Um, and I think the reason people over time have fallen in love with it again and again and again, whether it's whether they found it through the novel or through the film, everybody wants to be seen 
everybody wants to be loved and appreciated for who they are in all of their humanity and all of their imperfection. And so to see that play out successfully, whether it's on stage or in the book or whatever, wherever you are watching it, it's, um, it feels cathartic and it feels hopeful. And, um, even the sadness feels good to just to feel the full yeah, range of human emotion is is amazing especially in this day and age that we're living in now where we're so trapped behind screens and and you know it, it's really hard to to make connections in your adult life i'm learning and so it just feels like a few moments of really optimistic mm. Optim it's just an optimistic take on human connection. Yeah. It's funny you brought up screens because I feel like the first word that comes to my mind when I think about the show is timeless. Hmm. Um, I really think it is timeless. You know, ours is set in the 60s. But for all of time, all that each of us has ever wanted is really to be seen and, you know, um, to be loved. And I think... I think the watching the just relentless commitment that Ali and Noah have to each other is just like so appealing and and refreshing too, you know, to see people just go for it and not worry about how they will be seen or, you know, if they get turned down, it's like, no, I found someone who I just actually can be and choose to be vulnerable with yeah um, want to experience life with in every sense of the word you yeah know? play and play and you know the serious stuff yeah. and yeah well that's gonna do it for this week but for tickets to the notebook and for more information you can always head over to broadway.com until next time i'm tamson fidel and this is a broadway show uncut mm -hmm.